You're listening to The Wake Up Workout with Freddie Bell and Chantel Sings and Estat, the DJ. Yes, indeed. And we want to remind you that key portions of our morning show, you can find them on podcast at kmojfm.com. You can listen at your leisure, listen on demand, I believe is the correct uh, phraseology for that. We are in a better place now with regard to COVID-19 cases allure, but we're not in the emergency phase anymore. Joining us now from the Minnesota Department of Health is its commissioner, Dr. Brooke Cunningham. What does it mean to not be in the emergency phase of COVID-19? Good morning, Freddie Santel. I'm happy to be here with you this morning. I am also happy that we are no longer in the emergency phase. And so the emergency phase um, was when hospitalizations were high, higher than they are today, um, when we um, really didn't have the tools that we have today to respond Mm -hmm. to the pandemic, right? We have now we have vaccines. Now we have masks. Now we actually have good guidance. And and lots of people have been immunized, and that has reduced the, the risk of severe illness and, and death to individuals, but also um, lowered the levels, the community COVID levels. And so um, it means that we've closed a lot of our state sites, as you may have noticed. But um, it doesn't mean that COVID is gone. That's what it doesn't mean. Interesting. So, Dr. Cunningham, does that mean that we, uh, that vaccines, is that something we don't need to get anymore? Because I see no no one's wearing a mask, or very few people, I should say. Uh, no, The hospitalizations, as you just mentioned, are way down. What does that really mean for us right now? So, it still means that we've got to be vigilant, right? We have to take care of ourselves, our families, our loved ones, um, our neighbors, and our friends. And so, it means that uh, vaccines are still important. And really the most up-to-date vaccine is really uh, key to get. You know, we will uh, see as we go on in the future that these uh, vaccines get updated to respond to the virus that is circulating now. And, um, and a lot of Minnesotans have not got the latest vaccine, which is the bivalent or updated vaccine. And so everybody who is um, able to go out and uh, get that vaccine and, and the doses vary based on age and, and your comorbid com- uh, condition like if you have uh, severe health problems but but if you haven't had the latest bivalent vaccine I would encourage you to get that uh, sooner rather than later. Will the vaccines continue to be free even though we're not in the emergency phase doctor? They're free right now, Freddie, um, but they will become commercialized at some point in the future. So, again, uh, for for those of us who costs are always a concern, uh, pocketbooks and, and wallets are tighter for families. Um, and clearly, we have a number of Minnesotans who are under or, or uninsured. And so vaccines right now are still free. Will they be free forever? Um, that's to be that's to be determined, and, and um, I they're going to go commercial, and so usually that means a cost, as we've seen with other vaccines. So, doctor, you know we've been through uh, a lot the last few years. Uh, COVID nineteen has, has affected a lot of people in a lot of different ways. But we'll talk about long COVID um, and what that. Some of your thoughts behind that. People who are dealing with symptoms that are still giving them not the worst symptoms, but it's still sitting with them. 
Um, and then another part of this question is, what about the mental and emotional health? A lot of people are struggling with like things like going back to the office and actually being around right. people and going out to places. People are still struggling mentally and emotionally. So, what are your thoughts on those those things? Right, we've been we've been through a, through a lot in the last two to three years. Um, clearly, and I, you know, I guess one of my last points around the vaccine would be. Um, people who get vaccinated are less likely to get long COVID. Um, and yet still, uh, if, if anybody who gets COVID has the risk of getting long COVID. And so um, we would, again, want to encourage people to get vaccinated to reduce the risk of long COVID, which really the medical professionals, uh, scientists are still trying to, to wrap, their, wrap their heads around. It seems to be a constellation of a lot of different symptoms symptoms and uh, within our legislative budget at MDH we were able to get um, a budget allocated for us to stay up to date and provide uh, resources and guidance to both the public and to healthcare professionals around long COVID as, as we as a nation and um, and as nations around the country figure out what the diagnosis is and, and the best treatment and management plans. Uh, Chantel, to your other point about mental health, um, when I go into spaces, that's what I hear people talk about all the time. And it's it's not just COVID. It's 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 also in the isolation. It's also the, everything that has happened in the last uh, two to three years in our country, um, and just the, the overall climate. And so um, we we see folks coping with severe mental illness who can't get access to the care that they need. But we also see higher and higher reports of um, just overall poor well-being. Um, and so one of the things that I always suggest clearly if you are to talk to your healthcare provider, uh, but the other thing while why COVID was so challenging was the isolation. And so to the extent that we can get into connection and into community with each other, um, that is another approach um, that people should actively explore. So is that a part of what recovery looks like as we're starting to run out of time, I see here? Is that a part of what recovery looks like and, and how you've contracted with agencies, including this particular broadcast vehicle, to outline a recovery plan for the state of Minnesota? Yes, I think recovery is many things, right? It's, it's taking care of your own health and, and well-being. It's readjusting to, quote-unquote, the new normal, including hybrid workplaces. It's also acknowledging what we've been through, right? A lot of people, um, I, I personally and my family have lost people to COVID. Our mm. lives have been changed substantially. And so, um, you know, giving ourselves some some grace um, and to recognize that lots have changed. We're not here by ourselves. Our uh, COVID community um, coordinators are, are working in community to help people continue to cope and then on top of that we're seeing a lot of changes like I said in people's um, financial uh, status in the last uh, year or so with inflation going up and so our COVID community coordinators don't just put you in touch with uh, where to get that next COVID vaccine but can also have help you navigate those life stresses that really compound any sort of uh, mental health stressor. Last comment and thought. It seems, you know, we and we've talked about it here at this particular station that it was interesting dispersing and distancing ourselves from each other six feet or more mm -hmm. apart. 
And it seems, uh, Dr. Cunningham, it's just as difficult bringing people back together again to work in a communal situation. What would be your final thought for all of us this morning, uh, people of color or any hue, any nationality, what would be your final thought uh, from your perch as the commissioner for Minnesota's Department of Health as we talk about COVID and how we really come out of this in, in the best way possible? Again, Freddie, I'm going to go back to connection. Um, there are lots of things that um, contribute to well-being. Meaningful work contributes to well-being. But social connection, um, having uh, meaningful relationships are key. Mm. And so whether those be um, within your family, uh, within your uh, religious circles, uh, within your community, I think really pushing ourselves to come back together um, because that is, I I just think that's one of the basics of of being human, right, is to be in relation uh, with somebody. Um, And so I think that's key and that's important. And uh, one thing that I tell my patients who might struggle with social support is um, sometimes we aren't, everybody's not lucky to have that somebody in their life. Uh, But that's when healthcare professionals um, and sort of social services communities are there as a backup. um, And we can be a place uh, where you can come in and talk and and we can help you navigate, too. So I don't want anybody to feel like they're alone, um, because even um, when you are underinsured or uninsured, um, you can come into federally qualified health centers. Um, and get connected and we have good people Um, you know the healthcare workforce the public health workforce has been stressed but uh, we're there to serve and we want to be that resource too you know uh, talking with you and we're getting ready to say goodbye actually believe me we are but uh, it feels (laughs) talking with you Dr. Brooke Cunningham it feels like I'm sitting in your your doctor's office and I'm concerned, mm-hmm. and then you look, and I'm seeing you wearing a white jacket with a stethoscope around your neck, and then here comes this arm around my shoulder reassuring us, saying that everything is going to be okay. Trust the diagnosis, trust the pathway to success, and and everything is going to work out, and I appreciate you for that. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. Oh, thank you for having me anytime, anytime. She is the commissioner of the Minnesota Department of Health. Dr. Arm Around Your Shoulder, Brooke Cunningham, with us on KMLJ. Thanks for being with us. Thank you.